0: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 158. And we kick things off by telling you guys a little bit about my new neighbor that I have. What particular habit of his puts a smile on my face? I smell it through my window. That's one clue. And in addition to that, we talk a little bit about just uh, getting a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Some of the things that we experience being in our 30s.
1: And then we transition because I had a chance for the first time in over a year to visit the city of Chicago. We go over that and what being in the city in a time of quarantine and pandemic looks like and finally transition and round everything out with a conversation because Victor listened to a podcast called White Collar Week, but you'll just have to listen to find out. So with that being said, episode number 158 of Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy.
0: I think it's safe to say that both of us did not want to record the last time that we had our scheduled recording yeah which is why neither of us reached out to the other to say hey are we still recording today I love I,
1: I love how we're simpatico when it comes to something like that where silence is an answer in itself and we both know what that silence means what was your
0: uh what was your reason and I'll tell you mine
1: Uh, what was my reason? I think I just didn't feel like it. I wasn't, I wasn't really in a talkative mood and, um... That is... That's pretty much it, yeah. Perfectly valid to have every once in a while. Yeah. What about you? What's yours?
0: I was supposed to, I was, I tried to do like three days worth of exercise in one. Because I missed like two days in a row and then I'm on my third day and I didn't do that. So... I run three miles. I do all these sets of you know push-ups and diamond push-ups and sit-ups. And I also had gotten in the mail the resistance bands. So I got the resistance oh bands too. Oh, my God. Now, I did not do as many reps or sets, but I took it all, combined it in one day, and did about one-third of each exercise because I was doing a lot more of them. Anyway, I was feeling really good, you know? I felt awesome. I was just going real hard. The only problem was, you know, the next day or the day after, whenever it was that we were supposed to record, I went to bed, at like, I took a nap at like 3, woke up at 5.30, and it was just, my body was more exhausted than when it went to, it went to bed. And the crazy thing is, I haven't exercised since whenever it was, Tuesday. Oh, okay. And... Dude, yesterday I woke up at my normal time, which is between 5 430 and 5:30. I wake up, start the day and then by seven o'clock, 7:30 I was like I need to take it I need to take a nap. So I go back to bed, sleep for two two and a half hours, get out of bed. Then I had to take another nap at 3.30 yesterday afternoon. I took two naps in one day. And as a result, I couldn't fall asleep last night <laughs> until like 1.30 in the morning. And then I woke up today at, I don't know what time it was, 6.30 or 7. Yeah. And uh, it was all because of exercising real hard that like my body took several days to recover. And I was going to do the same thing today after my run. I was going to go do the resistance bands and more push-ups. I was like, okay, before I do that, let me check my phone real quick. And then you're like, oh, yeah, we can record this more. I was like, okay, good. Maybe that's a good thing because then that would keep me from
1: you know, draining my energy the next three or four days. Well, obviously your body needed the rest. I mean I, I kind of yeah. – for the Fox on the Run episode that we had done, I mean basically the next three days or whatever, my body was kind of out of whack.
0: You know what I noticed, even, I don't know when it was, like a few years ago, I was like, man, it's it's getting to be a real pain in the ass to like bend over and pick stuff up, like crawl underneath something to try and grab something, or if you, if you need to be on your knees for some type of project or whatever, it's like, it's kind of a pain in the ass if I'm doing anything other than just standing up.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm not, I don't feel too much of that, but I do notice the physical changes. Get more white hair popping up it happens slowly almost imperceptibly
0: yeah for me it's just like it's just uh it's just having to like bend over and do stuff or the other thing that i've noticed too is like man it's now that i don't have this work schedule where i'm like working till 11 or midnight or some bullshit it's so strange how easy it is for me to just wake up between you know 4 and 6 a.m. And I don't know if that's, is that a result of just getting a little bit older or what? Because there's that cliche where, you know, once you're old, old in your seventies, you wake up at four in the morning and go to bed at four in the afternoon or something like that. You know, I just need to catch up on sleep and all my days kind of just compound into one day. I, the earliest I've, I've taken a nap and told myself I may go to bed is like 6.30. Several times, but that's not a regular thing. That's every once in a while when my body's just exhausted. Yeah. And I kind of like the feeling of knowing I'm going to be going to bed for several hours and the sun is just starting to go down. And I'll wake up at midnight and then I'll be up for a half hour to an hour and then I'll go back to bed and I'll wake up the next
1: day at like 7 in the morning. I think I told you this story from... It was like seminary. It was right after, uh, it was my third, ye- uh, second, yeah, second year. And we had just finished our finals or whatever. And finals week is just freaking hell when it comes to that, because all of the stuff is like writing assignments. It's not, it, you're you're not taking tests or anything. You're writing a lot of stuff based off of dozens of books that you've read over the course of the semester. So it's like cram time. Plus I was doing student council, working in the mailroom. We just had prom the night before too. So I probably had gotten total that week of close to about, i would say four hours a week or four hours a day of sleep ish, okay. give or take. And it was right after, uh, prom where again, we were, we were all up. I was up till probably about two thirty in the morning or something like that. Um, but then I had to go work at the mailroom at eight o'clock in the morning till uh till a noon shift and after work it's like okay I I'm just I just need to take a break I need a I need a nap give me a nap for the rest of the day so I go to sleep probably around four o'clock and I wake up and the sun's in the wrong place wait just a second this is this is an evening and then I look at the clock and it's 430 in the morning I'd slept for a, for about <laughs> 12 hours straight it's probably the longest I've ever slept Totally interrupted. Didn't take a sleep aid or anything. Just plopped down. I'm going to close my eyes for a couple of hours and wake up next morning. It's like, whoa, okay. Well, I feel better now.
0: I've had it happen where I wake up several hours later and I too am just, I'm just like, wait, what is going on? I remember once I woke up and I thought it was the next day. And I was like, why is it dark outside? But it was because I slept for whatever it was, seven hours or something like that, six or seven hours. And it was nine o'clock at night. But I had such a deep sleep that when I woke up, I thought it was the next day. And I'm like, what is going I've had on that happen right to me now? Before. What is, yeah. why is it dark outside at 930 in the morning? This is so weird. And it takes me several minutes. To finally Get your understand that it's still the same day, it's just in the evening. But I've also had it before where I the, – the opposite has happened where instead of it being daytime, it's still light outside but pretty much the same concept where I think it's the next day. One time I was having to go to an interview and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be late for my interview because I taken a nap and I wake up and I'm like and I'm like rushing to get dressed and I call the person and I'm like hey I'm so sorry I'm running late you know if we need to reschedule I understand but I'm going to be heading out right now and then I stop and I'm like wait a minute Victor it's not 7:30 in the morning it's 7:30 <laughs> in the evening in the summertime so the sun is still out you know it hasn't even begun to set yet and I call them back and leave a message. I'm like, oh, disregard that. I had taken a nap. But it is very strange when you wake up and you're like, what? what is going on? What day? What?
1: I actually I've had that happen more than once where I've got something going on the next day and I wake up a panic like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've overslept. So, yeah, I've I've been it's there multiple times. Weird. It's I feel like that's actually kind of a pretty common thing that people experience.
0: Just switching, not to do with sleep, but real quick. Uh, I It's funny because there's this uh, guy that moved into the building right next to me, or that's in front of my building, the same property. And I met him like a couple weeks ago because we're sitting outside and he's like, oh, like, is it, you know, is it okay if I can smoke this out here? I'm like, oh, yeah. Are you, you're new, right? And because we'd never seen him before and like they have, Uh, these little things where you can put cigarettes in when you're done smoking, you know? Mm. And, but he's always smoking a joint. And um, (laughs) it's funny because my room is somewhat close to the courtyard. You can kind of look out the window and see the courtyard. I've noticed, and this guy, I told him to him like, Hey, Corey, you're going to notice that there's only a few of us in this complex who are always in the courtyard. And he's one of the guys now that I see out there all the time, mm-hmm. and at you know random times during the day, 8 a.m., 8 p.m., midnight, whatever, wow. right? Okay. And whenever he is out there, he's always you know drinking coffee or tea and has a joint with them. Oh my god! And he would be always smoking, but I whenever I'd see him, I would never know if it was a rolled cigarette or a joint or a spliff. And so one day I just asked him, and he told me. And it's funny because ever since he moved in two weeks ago, whenever I'm in my apartment and I smell a little bit of weed, I was like, "I think Corey's out there." And then shortly thereafter, I go outside and sure enough, <laughs> he's sitting out there. And it's and it doesn't bother me at all. I just think it's I think it's funny. But I was asking him like, "Bro, how much weed do you smoke?" Because he was telling me it sounded like he was smoking a lot. So i i asked him i can't remember how much he said he goes through in a month but when i told him that i was like dude when i happen to be smoking you know somewhat frequently i'll go through a gram of weed in seven to ten days and he's looking at me like are you serious i'm like yeah he goes dude I go through about a gram a day and that's on the conservative side. Oh, <laughs> I was like holy goodness. shit, dude. Wow. <laughs> but I mean it affects different people in different ways. That like is for true. him, it's just part of his routine and he just goes about his day, you know. But for me, I would it would yeah, it would not be well. I would just be eating everything, I'd be lazy, I'd be sleeping all the time. I so he must go through a little over an ounce every month
1: like a ziploc bag full of Barrel oh yeah and then speaking
0: of Ziploc he was telling me yeah dude I, I get my weed delivered sometimes but I think the place that I that I get it from is is not registered with the state or <laughs> it's like an underground weed place because on more than one occasion when they deliver it to me it's not in like a sealed retail pouch. it's just in a ziploc bag that's inside of a paper bag oh
1: something <laughs> smells there oh interesting <gasps> which all the places that are
0: legitimate businesses it's this prepackaged weed that you tear the seal off and it's protected and everything and this is just like
1: <laughs> ziploc <laughs> so, so, someone some, someone bought a 60 count pack and just puts yes, it in there someone and just threw it in it, yeah. a
0: ziploc bag but again switching gears dude do you know why I said today we should record in the morning?
1: No, I was wondering. I think this is the first time in a while that we've recorded uh, this early. Well,
0: one, I think – well, one reason was just to switch it up. But the main reason was because it's supposed to get to be over 100 degrees today. And then my buddy Dan, he had said to me – oh, he texted me and was like, hey uh, – I Can you help me do some pictures, take some photos for my e-bike business? Because he has an electric bike business, and he has taken video and photos of me riding the electric bicycle for his website or for Instagram. And so, and he says, hey, for the shots I want to do, I want to go to Death Valley, which is five hours away from here. Oh, wow. And he, he texts me at night. This is like 9 o'clock at night. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be fun. I've never been there. Cool. So I know it gets really hot there. It's the lowest – I think it's the lowest elevation in the entire country. Okay. Which it gets extremely hot. And so I just randomly looked up the temperature. And again, this is at 9 o'clock at night. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's 120 degrees right now and it's 9 o'clock at night. What? Oh, my god. Or maybe it was like 115 or something. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I'm like, shit, I'm I'm down to go, but I need to make sure he doesn't just nonchalantly be like, Oh, you wanna go for a hike, or you wanna go for a walk, or you wanna do something that because Kyle one time said how he's like, Yeah, one time we were at the Grand Canyon and I got really pissed I got really pissed off because Dan said to me, Hey, do you wanna go for some coffee? And so we go get coffee at eight o'clock in the morning. Next thing I know, we're fucking eight hours deep into the, into the Grand Canyon. What? Or I think he, I think they, I think they hiked four hours down and then four hours back up or something. But he was like, "Hey, let's just get some coffee." And then all of a sudden, they were like hiking down the Grand Canyon. I was like, I was super pissed off. I was not expecting this. Also, this is, you know, it got really hot. But in the morning, there was snow on the ground. I don't think he was wearing the proper footwear. So again, going back, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm down to go to Death Valley, but I need to make sure. He's, he doesn't just slide something in there like, "Hey, you want to do this or you want to do that," and then you know, four hours later, I'm dying of dehydration.
1: Yeah, that's like dangerous temperatures, man. You gotta gotta set some boundaries.
0: But that'd be really cool. But at the same time, it's really it's extremely dry.
1: Which yeah, it's a you know, it's a
0: dry heat. <laughs> it's ex- it's different than humidity. Yeah, no, which, I know. Trust gosh, me, Sh- trust is me. Just...
1: Chicago's the worst when it comes to humid heat. And I can't I cannot remember because um, I told this story to a couple of people about my bee stings, right? I mentioned
0: that. Oh, yeah. You never told it to me, but I... You told... I mean, you texted me, hey, oh, I got stung by a Oh, it was, just, it was just in
1: text? Okay. So it turns out that I think I'd mentioned before when I was stung by that ground yellow jacket or something like that. That was the first time I'd ever been stung. It was, it was on my ankle, so it wasn't horrible. The story is there's still all these bees around the fountain drinking the water, and... When, for some reason, they ended up, and I think it was because a couple of birds had just flown up there, so all the bees are just buzzing around, and that was the moment that I chose to walk past the fountain, up the stairs, and through the door, but here, I've got a swarm of probably a dozen bees that are just buzzing around my head. Suddenly, I see, or I feel, a pinch, it's like, oh no, I just got stung, out of the blue. I'm not I'm not attacking them I mean they were upset at the birds but I guess they were taking it on me so I got stung once and like fuck, fuck. so I head inside and I'm just like ah, ah, make sure they're not on me stuff like that and then suddenly I feel a second sting and I look down there's a a bee that literally just stung me again right on my arm that had, it clung to my clothes and buzzed around and made sure to to give his sting of death so stung twice within probably about 15 seconds and I'm a, I'm a little wuss when it comes to that. So I'm just like, ah, ah or whatever. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, get it off, get it off, get it off. But by then it was too late. And so uh, initially you could see the little little red dot where there's a little bit of blood from where the sting was. Uh, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, well, I have no idea what this is going to be like. I guess I'm going to find out how allergic I am to bees. And so, of course, after a couple of hours, it starts reddening up and it creates this this blotch where I've been talking about my brother and he had a, the sting behind his ear and it kind of blew up his whole face. For me, it was kind of the same thing where it started and then it just grew and grew and grew until it was it was a good portion of my forearm, probably a good 25% of my uh, forearm was just a red blotch, and then under my arm, it was also you know a good little blotch that just kept growing and it was there for probably a good five five days or so. I can still feel a little bit of the Rawness, but I was like, wow. "What does that mean?" Because I did not know what different allergic reactions were. Obviously, I know people who are like severely allergic to bees have to go to you know need those epipens or something like that, or need to be need to be hospitalized, or it could stop their heart or something. But I'm like, okay, well, where does this put me with the the rash and with my brother getting the rash too? It's like, okay, so. I did. I did a little bit of preliminary research, and I found that when it starts, it spreads, and it lasts for more than three days. Then you're in that category of like moderate allergic reaction. So, you know, you you wouldn't get, want to get stung by a hive of bees, obviously, because that probably would create some <laughs> bad things. But yeah, it kill you. But it's different. It's different than the average person who's not allergic at all or mildly allergic, where it's just there for um, as as few as four hours up to. 48 hours so
0: yeah that's what happened i mean i told you about that time i got stung by a bee on accident right i suppose every bee sting is an accident but uh (laughs) i got stung like on the thumb my thumb and nothing happened and i can't remember the last time i got stung by a bee but nothing happens to me it just hurts but i don't get it doesn't swell up
1: yeah at all and i have nothing against bees either i mean (laughs) just despite their aggression (laughs) towards me I don't know what it is, man. That's good. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my personality. But insects love to be around me. I mean, I go outside, and if I'm with other family members, all the mosquitoes, all the flies, all the bees, all the yellow jackets, they all, like, center around me. And I cannot understand what it is about me that attracts, literally, and it'll pull the insects away from other people. And they'll all just...
0: Pheromones.
1: Pheromones. I'm a very natural sense. I am a very pheromonal person.
0: I read that I can't remember if it was. I think it was a particular species of wasp or hornet, but I recently read that there's one type where it will intentionally. I don't know how it does this, but it will you know drop pheromones on you so that. Other hornets or wasps or bees or whatever, when they smell you, they will automatically want to sting you.
1: Yeah, it it is. Yes, I've heard something of that nature where they emit they emit some sort of um, beacon that they can place on people to make them targets. So, yes, I, I have yes. He, I have heard a variation of that. Don't really know the science behind that. But that's freaking. I hate I hate any of those stinging insects that are not bees. Fucking wasps, fucking yellow jackets, hornets. <sighs> Transition time. Uh, I ended up going. I ended up going to Chicago to visit Victor. Um, oh yeah, how was that? You. Well, first of all,
0: do you drive there or take the
1: take the train? I I drove there. I drove there. I mean, taking the train is, sure. is just it's always Russian roulette when it comes to timing as to how you're gonna catch the train and stuff like that. So they had their kid about six months ago, like right as quarantine was getting in. So I hadn't had a chance to go down and and see see my little nephew so
0: so did he did he uh has he experienced stranger danger yet straight you know what stranger danger is no so when babies are babies they don't know what the fuck is going on right so you just pass them off to anybody and as long as you hold them and sweet talk them and love them they're fine but around six months is when they start recognizing faces and so if you know, it recognize it sees someone that it doesn't know, then they have a little tantrum. Interesting. I learned that from Perry when I visited her on my way out to LA, and her baby was at the time I think about six months old. And sometimes I would hold him, and he
1: wouldn't want to be held by me because he didn't know who I was. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I uh, no. So well, and here's the weird thing too about babies recognizing faces, right? This child is going into that phase while we're in the midst of a pandemic. So literally anybody who's not mama and papa are all wearing masks around him. So it's going to be such a weird experience when uh, this whole thing is over and people aren't wearing masks anymore. It's like, I only thought mommy and daddy had a mouth and nose.
0: Everyone, everyone, everyone has
1: a mouth and nose because all he can see now is the eyes. He can't see any facial features of anybody. So... I was like, that's got to be, that's going to be a very interesting psychological case study, like just in general to see what, what those kids are as they realize that everyone actually, it's not part of their face or anything like that. It's, it's something that can be removed to show your, your mouth and your nose.
0: It is strange because when I, uh, when you see people and you have this mental image of them with their mask on and then. You know, when they pull their mask down to eat something or drink some water, people that you see on a regular basis, like, oh, that's what you look like. Like for when I was started working at the Sprouts in Culver City, I see these people all the time, and then in the break room or whatever, it's like, oh, I I didn't know this is what. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like you don't, the mask is not a part of your body.
1: <laughs> <It's> strange. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, uh, and unfortunately, like we were both practicing safety when it just came to being better, safe, than sorry, so I didn't get a chance to hold him or anything like that, so that was kind of, that was kind of sad, but we ended up uh, going on a walk down to the lake from his apartment, just made a, a big loop, and uh, it was a be- pretty nice day out, but we got a chance to, he is an adorable little baby, adorable, absolutely adorable, didn't cry once the entire time, even as we were getting chased by bees in the park, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Oh, more bees! More bees. So, but yeah, uh, driving down, I was actually shocked because I figure most people are, you know, kind of back to their normal routines, albeit with masks now. But driving into the city, I forgot how much I absolutely despise trying to get into the city, even because I ended up going down there at around ten thirty in the morning, and I was stuck at the uh, the interchange heading into the city, that one where you gotta. You, you know the one where when we've gone to, like, baseball games and stuff like that, where there's this line that stretches back about two miles to try and turn right onto the interchange. And so sometimes you'll... Oh, you'll one to
0: 90,
1: no Yes, yeah, 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 94. Yeah,
0: we've had this discussion. I think I remember right. correctly. You get in the proper lane. I just keep you, driving you keep down driving. 290, wait last minute to get into... Wait ex- at the very last minute to hop into the ninety ninety four lane. And sure enough... I mean that's just my style, but yeah, ninety ninety four is always an absolute pain in the ass and to get onto that ramp from two
1: ninety. Because it's been over it's been over a year since I've driven to Chicago. Um, obviously, not since quarantine, but even before then, uh, Victor came down to Glen Ellen before they had their kid. So uh, yeah, I was I was there probably waiting in that line for a good uh, twenty minutes. It was it was just I was like, oh god, I hate your this first so mistake
0: much. right then and there is getting in the line to I, wait.
1: I know. I totally forgot how anxiety-inducing trying to drive into the city can be at times with people zipping in and out. So I just, like, I'll play it safe. I mean, I'll be a couple minutes late, but that's all right. So we end up, uh, yeah. I, I got still, thirsty and got back safe.
0: Dude, I cannot, I mean, I would, I hope to be alive when this happens. I know it'll eventually happen. But, dude, fucking traffic and just Dumbass drivers. I cannot wait for the day when manual driving is illegal because everybody will have electric cars that talk to each other. So that when you get in the car, maybe they're not even called cars anymore. They'll just call them pods. You get in. You set the address that you want to go to. The car drives itself there. You need to go somewhere else. Change your mind. Set the address, the pod will automatically adjust, and everything is driving and going in perfect harmony. And yes, everything is in unison. Everything is in unison, moving together. Instead of this stop, go, change lanes without your blinker bullshit, and just oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. I I I cannot wait for the day
1: of of Minority Report to actually come to real (laughs) real life. Because, man, oh man like all all it would take because really when it comes down to it it's it's like 20% of drivers that cause 90% of the traffic because they're impatient they want to get ahead and so they end up clogging up traffic but it becomes this cyclical thing where everyone wants to break the rules just a little bit and it just every it's I don't like know a if it's about affair.
0: impatient drivers it could be people I mean it's on both sides it people is, that yeah. are reckless and people that are that are a hindrance to the flow of traffic because they drive too slow yeah
1: and and chicago was filled with reckless drivers so i i'm i'm of the i was of the opinion i was only doing a couple of miles over the speed limit uh heading into the city and then when i got in i was just like okay i'm just going to cuz I, I don't know how old bessie is going to hold up if i'm trying to zig and zag in traffic and uh have to worry about insane people and slamming on the brakes and stuff so it's the last thing you want to do is Treat her in such a way where she just gives out. I know, I know. In the middle of the freeway. <laughs> like, I was like, just the wheels will just fall off and I'll just skid into a ditch or something. That's kind of what I think. Dude,
0: I was, there was a traffic, a little bit of a traffic jam when I was driving down the street the other day because I saw a car had, the wheel had bent. The whole wheel had like bent inward. Mm-hmm. It didn't fall off, but it's like, man, that's above and beyond just changing a tire. You got to call a tow truck out there, you got to get that. That must cost so much freaking money. Oh, God. To replace. Yeah. But one of my friends, when he was driving on the freeway like 10 years ago, he was telling me how – and he had – it was a new car. That the wheel – he was driving and he's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this vibration. I didn't know what happened. But the wheel had just completely deteriorated and fallen apart. So for a short period of time, it was just the metal wheel well that was on the ground and he had to get the car towed. And it was like a brand new car too. Wow. And somehow the tire just fell apart <laughs> while he was driving on the freeway. Hey, as
1: long as it's under warranty, that's the most important part. So when I got into the city and we we walked around, I was actually kind of surprised. I know that um, Chicago, Chicago, I think now, is, uh fining people for not wearing masks out in public. And I would say probably about... Eighty-five percent of the people that I saw on the street were wearing masks. I was kind of shocked that uh, it was really? it was that high. Yeah, I, I thought that you know some people would just do their own thing, but no, almost everybody, almost everybody that I saw um, was wearing a mask. So that was it was interesting. I, I was I was heartened by that. But
0: I've noticed that when I'm walking, when I go down Hollywood Boulevard, m- easily. Easily more than half the people are not wearing masks
1: what seriously yeah whoa and it could
0: be I don't know why I don't know if this is true, but it could be because I live in an area where there's a ton of tourists I have I am completely oblivious to the whole mask thing outside of LA I imagine in major cities. It's wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, though, what it's like uh, in small towns, you know? So I imagine that maybe there's people who – because Iowa – I don't know which univ- – I don't know if it's the University of Iowa or Iowa State. They're saying, oh, by the way, we're allowing 20,000 fans to attend the football game, to like to attend the home opener. Yeah, I think that's so. Right. I don't know when these people visit, what their regulation is like in their hometown, because there are there is tourism coming back. It's not as heavy as it was last year, but there are still people out here that I can clearly see are don't live here in
1: LA. Right. Yeah. Well, and and so here's the thing: is that yes, so in rural areas, and this is kind of this kind of transitions to another point tangentially that in rural areas they're obviously not enforcing mask mandates and a lot of times it's seen as a political statement so a lot of these conservative rural areas that are like heavily republican don't end up wearing masks and so as a result
0: because their grand leader decides that it's unnecessary and
1: yeah, it's it's something like uh, 85% of Democrats, 75% of independents believe that masks are a good thing, and about 47% of Republicans believe that masks are a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's still a political thing. It's so stupid. But as a result, because these rural areas are experiencing high volumes of infection rates now because no one's wearing a mask, and once you get a couple of people into a town... It just is spreading like wildfire because everyone kind of lives in the same ecosystem. That as a result, Illinois' test positivity rate has jumped over 10%. We used to be under 10%, but now we're over 10%. Why is that important?
0: What? There's a state called Illinois, huh? What?
1: (laughs) Who would know? Now, why? (laughs) Oh.
0: Whenever I hear the word Illinois, I'm like, wait, what? oh yeah, that's where I'm from. That's
1: right. It's... <laughs> there's there's Chicago, which should be its own state, and then Illinois, which right. which uh, should be uh, its state of its own. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. So as why is that important? Because in November, I've got to travel out to the East Coast, either coming in to New York or New Jersey. They require anyone traveling from a state over ten percent positivity test rate to quarantine for 14 days i'm supposed to go there for a one day wedding i'm probably i would probably be there for about four or five days but currently we're on the watch list so if i'm flying in from illinois i will be required and be tracked uh to quarantine myself for 14 days which means- they
0: quarantine you at the airport
1: no, no no you you just have to sign all the papers you have to say where you're going where you'll be staying so that anyone wants to you know check on your Check on if you're actually observing the quarantine, which I guess they're doing out on the East Coast, um, that they have documentation as to where you're living. They'll they'll So it's like the honor system. They'll get your cell phone number and call you. Um, You obviously have to give all your your details, contact individuals of who you're going to be in contact with, um, where you're visiting. So, yeah, uh, Illinois is on that list. And I'm like, dude, if this if our positivity rate stays, makes keeps us on that list for either New York or New Jersey. Like going into November because this wedding is going to be November twentieth. It's like I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> if I if I if it would be illegal for me to perform a wedding service <laughs> coming from out of state with a quarantine right. restriction. So anyway, uh, yeah, fucking Illinois, get your shit together. Get your positivity <laughs> rate below ten percent. Make my life easier, please.
0: Dude, speaking of New Jersey, so uh, well, kind of. So I listened to the podcast episode that you and Father Joe were a part of, <laughs> okay, um, with Father Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Father Jeff.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so first of all, I, I um, when I click on it the first time, I was like, oh, it's on YouTube. Okay, I'm right now. I'm not in the position to just have my phone on. It's on low battery. I'll listen to it another time because with YouTube you can't close the app unless you have the premium account or whatever. So I listen to it as I'm driving around or doing whatever it is I'm doing. So I listen to it. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I remember you saying like, "Oh man, I'm really disappointed my uh, my oh, audio is real the, spotty."
1: Was this the hold on? Because we did two. We did two podcasts. We did one with uh, that was police to priest and then one that was the white no this is week.
0: the one that belonged to father Jack. okay this
1: was his podcast. white white collar week yes oh boy and oh so boy. i'm listening to oh it listening boy. listening
0: and then your audio comes up i'm like i don't know it's not that bad oh <laughs> yep, yeah yep this is
1: and so it felt like i was I'm in gonna... a fucking charlie brown and movie so,
0: and so I'm thinking what the fuck how is his audio fucked up what's wrong with his phone because I just have it in the little cup holder as I'm driving and then as I get out of the car I pick it up and I'm like wait a minute what the fuck I've been listening to this thing for the last 25 minutes and it's uh it's a live stream or a recording of a live stream or whatever I'm like whoa so I got completely thrown off I did not know the entire time that there is video of the three of you. Yeah. And my first thought was, wait a minute. Why don't we just talk to Father Jeff and figure out how he did this? Because I imagine that all of that is being synchronized. And then I understood why your audio was fucked up. It wasn't because you were recording from your phone, sending it to him to put into his um, platform. It was somehow being... It, like a simulcast. It was
1: a simulcast coming through my headphones. And I don't know if it's if you have the same issue hearing, like, if there's that same audio, like, crackle that you're listening to right now. But, I'm like, it. it's not. I'm relatively clear, clear right? Yes.
0: The relatively. only time that I heard some feedback was when you were talking about something at the beginning of the episode. Oh, when you're like, bees, bees,
1: ah, and you were moving around. Oh, That's okay. It. Yeah. So, So even in, which is so perplexing to me because... I feel like you would have said something if, because we, the way that we do it is that we plug our headphones in, we talk through our headphones, but then record on our phone. So we isolate the audio. And I've never, I mean, aside from those two, um, zoom, uh, zoom podcast recordings, I've never done that before. But even after listening to the one that I, that, uh, police to priest was that live video recording. My audio sounded a little crunchy um, and and problematic, so I was like, okay, let me let me try a different set of headphones. Apparently, that was a huge mistake because when I otherwise I would have posted it to my Facebook page, but I was just like, this. I mean, it was a great conversation in my opinion. I thought it was wonderful, but it destroyed it destroyed any sense of like pleasurable listening. Because you suddenly have to turn on your brain. It's like, what? Wait, what is he saying? He, it sounds like he's saying something relatively good. I just can't. it. exactly make
0: out, it. I couldn't understand. I was trying was. so hard to figure out what you were saying. I couldn't figure it out, and I was just like, "All right, come on, let's just get back to Father Jeff and Father Joe who have their audio." It, it was
1: humiliating. You know, fourteen.
0: Want to, come on. You
1: want to know? You want to know what the most humiliating part about this is? What there are about eight hundred views. On Facebook for that. I have no idea how many views on YouTube and I have no idea how many views on the actual podcast platform. So there's probably over a thousand people who have listened to this and they're just listening. And afterwards, uh, he is like, yeah, so Rick's your audio was kind of messed up. And I had no idea what he meant until, uh, until after when I actually listened to it, but bro, I, I knew as soon as he said that, I said, I, I should have just either not used headphones at all or stuck with the headphones that I'd done for kind of the crackly audio from police to priest. I'm so upset. You might just need some new ones. So upset. Yeah.
0: But on a side note, the one thing I was, I thought was really funny because I was, I mean, I knew this, but I was caught off guard was when father Joe was talking about how he didn't want to run for office because he was telling his, his dad, he's like, Hey, You know, I don't want this to get out, uh, but I've been. You know, what did he say? He said, "But I've been. I've. I. I have a relationship with a man. I've been with, and I'm in love with that man." And. He's still with me today, and it's been 24 years. And in my head, I'm thinking, and his name is Jesus Christ. And that's <laughs> what I was. Th- <laughs> that's what I was thinking in my head.
1: <laughs> oh, you're such and a good Christian. And
0: then he said, and then he said something else, which made me think, like, wait, wait a minute, was he talking about G? Je- or is it? Oh yeah, Father Joe is, is gay, gay. I yeah. forgot. Like I, I I forgot about that. It just didn't dawn on me. And so in my head, I'm waiting for. What I think is a punchline to a (laughs) joke, (laughs) but he's actually having like a real, you know, legitimate, heartfelt detail of his life being brought out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I I forgot about that. And that's the thing too. It crossed my mind when he was – saying that
1: he doesn't share that really on police to priest either I, I don't think that he's. i think there was an episode probably about three or four weeks ago where he was on that he actually said that for the first time on the podcast no one knows that information and by the way uh i will say and <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh what happens so we had our we had our pastoral care meeting uh with the pcc which obviously was set up through facebook and no email was sent so i couldn't find the Freaking link, Um, still still don't understand that. But I may have let it slip. Facebook, 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 (laughs) Facebook, Facebook. Here's the thing, though. I may have let it slip that I have this podcast. I didn't say what the name was. I just said I had a secret podcast, and there were several people who had that intrigued look because a lot of them are (laughs) maybe a little too nosy.
0: What up, bitches?
1: (laughs) So it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting experience to see if they <laughs> just end up...
0: talking shit
1: left and right about all the
0: bullshit you have to deal with.
1: I'm like just just don't go back to like like fuck bitch ass. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Like, you know, you you got to you got to have your earmuffs on when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I can imagine that now. You know, Father Ricks, we just, you know, we just don't agree with what you Then don't fucking listen.
1: Yeah. Well, change the channel. Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing though is that and I don't I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's an act at all. Like what I do in the ministerial world, it's professional. It's it's something that I it's a vocation. Right. <laughs> so I come off as a very Sage individual, somebody who has an element of wisdom or understanding about my life and can try and give everybody's the love of human. Christ, you know, we all seek understanding and the love of God in our lives, blah, 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 blah. Like, I truly believe that and all that. But the podcast we have right here is just me being real, like straight up, no, hey man, nothing, even no, l-
0: no, even veil. the Pope keeps it real. I'm sure even the Pope says, God damn it. When he stubs his toe, you know what I'm saying? Right. I know we're, we're all human.
1: <laughs> we're all human. And, and with the point that I, and, and here's the thing too, the reason why I brought it up is because I'm one of the few people in this denomination who actually went to seminary. So has a, uh, masters of divinity. I think I'm one of three people in the entire denomination, and there were about 12 people on this call. So part of my process was learning what spiritual care was. So it's kind of like basic 101 stuff to me. But when it comes down to it, it's just like, make sure you have a good support system around you. Make sure you have a way to like process stuff. I talked a little bit about what you and I were doing, trying to hold each other accountable by like texting each other every day, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm feeling so much better about that after my Visit with Victor. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling yeah. revitalized on that. But I was like, you know, I also have a podcast, and uh, and Cass was like, oh no, I love listening to from police to priest. That's it's such a great podcast. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I just want to I just want to point out uh, I have a secret podcast that I have not. I have a secret podcast. I have not told anybody about, and in fact, I don't care if they listen to or uh, even know about. Random, uh, random side note about that. My mom sent me an email, and she said, "Look at what popped up on my recommended YouTube um, channel," and it was one mm-hmm. of the first videos that we'd done. It was the promo for the season one of Straight Up. And I think it was on the original Straight Up channel, and I was like, "Oh my God, we look like children! I mean, we look so young." But it was, bro. I gotta, I gotta fore you that because we, we need to, we need to revisit some of these memories from five years ago or so four years ago where we were <laughs> I love the most that, perf-
0: that yeah. real quick like 30 second mashup video of neil
1: what was it <laughs> what were the i like kids i like ki- i like i like yeah, i like kids, kids. over <laughs> my house okay. Come on, over at my house over at my house I real like quick
0: kids. was your grandfather's name robert yes from hartford florida yes correct oh yeah it just came up it's on page two.
1: Oh, right Police to Priest is back on. I remember you saying that. How did you convince Father Joe to do this back...
0: Go back to doing a weekly thing? It was
1: after the exact same uh, self-care meeting... Is that uh, Joe and I ended up chatting afterwards... And I brought it up to him. I was like... You know... Because he had actually mentioned... In the meeting that we were having... That he was struggling... With trying to balance all these responsibilities... And he was putting too much weight... On Police to Priest... Where it's... I guess... I don't know. I mean, for me, it was just a conversation. I'd look at the scripture half an so hour So he before. said
0: that even after he decided to only do it once a month, that a- even if it was going to be once a month, he still was putting on
1: too much on himself. Well, it was just the process of week by week. This was before he wanted to do it once I a month. Understand. It was okay. like every okay. week I've got to research the scripture. I've got to come up in my mind uh, a story that correlates to that from my law enforcement experience. And so he was, he was doing so much more than I actually thought he was uh where okay. it needs to be more of a podcast like this where it's it's scripturally oriented you just show
0: up and start talking.
1: Yeah. And and we had the benefit of having that rock of scripture that can can bring out certain experiences and stuff like that. We don't we don't need to have that extra stress in the back of our mind, I know, for this podcast. Got it. Yeah. And even from Police to Priest too. I'd show up. I'd I'd have a general sense of what I was going to say, but that only took about fifteen minutes, like right before figuring out what So, yeah, he said uh, he's open to starting it uh, back up weekly uh, and him being the the co-host again on a weekly basis uh, after I was able to tell him that he didn't need to put that pressure on himself. Just read the scripture 15 minutes before, show up, we'll talk for 20 minutes, good to go. It'll turn out great. And they'll get to know his personality a little bit better as opposed to this this, um, performance that he sometimes puts on. So... Yeah,
0: you know what I was thinking too when I was listening to the White Collar podcast. The more I think about it, the more I like the beat goes on. I say you just make it the beat goes on. I don't think there's gonna. I don't think the correlation from that title to the song from what almost fifty years ago is gonna really be problematic.
1: Okay, so. What about this? Because when it comes to changing a name to, after you have an established audience. By the way, we just passed uh, a 1,000 um, downloads for the audio podcast, so that was kind of cool. Uh, oh, nice. But yeah, no, there's there's a solid there's a solid audience base right now. The problem is that when you change the name of podcast, then it, it screws up everything because Google Analytics know that name. Police to Priest. like you type in police to priest, we're number one on Google. Um, or Type police priest and we're going to be out on the first page of results, which is um, a success in itself. So what I'm kind of thinking now that you you mentioned it, it could be like from police to priest colon colon the beat goes on or something like that, and and it can be a slow evolution or whatever, as long as yeah. we start getting the beat goes on. I guess I don't know. Um, that's very interesting that you're liking the it. More beat goes and more. on is
0: smoother. I liked your idea though. From police, to pe- from police to priest: colon. The beat goes on.
1: Yeah. Interesting that you like that so much. You're 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 the only one in my my circle of non-church people who uh, who has given positive <laughs> reviews for that name. And the fact that you say it, you it like just, it more now is the
0: circle just me and your mom? <laughs> is that the circle? <laughs> that circle is that the circle you're talking about? <laughs> more or less.
1: More or less. Screw you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Is it just me or is it getting warmer in here? I feel like it's getting <laughs> really warm in here right now. Alright, that heart. concludes the extra
0: episode <laughs> number what is this, one fifty-eight? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something like
1: that. <laughs> Until next time.
0: <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>